Hello, everyone. This is Mark Guy with Speak Break Podcast. Welcome, welcome, friends. Welcome, loyal listeners. Today, I am especially excited because I have my dear friend, a mentor, a coach. You know what? He's a legend. He's a legend. And if it's not only in my own mind, but in minds of thousands of people that he's been able to touch and work with. I, I just want to introduce him right away. I love this man. He's amazing. His name is Monty Ray Davidson. Woohoo! That's right. There, there you <laughs> see him here. And of course, we have our trusted friend John Morrow on the other side of the mic as well. Yes, and it's a pleasure to be here with Monty Ray as well and also with you, my good friend, Mark Guy. Thank you, John. Thank you, Monty Ray. Thank you for coming to this podcast. The podcast is Speak Brave. This is a podcast where we're ready and we're not afraid to speak with courage. Find your voice and speak up. And this is your show, Mantre. I want I wanted to get you uh, to come and participate and talk to the audience and just tell the audience what have you learned because I know you're an exceptional communicator. In fact, if I just may bring some fame into this conversation, you you are district champion of District 84 Toastmasters. You won district championship in table topics competition in humor speech competition and also in international speech competition which is very prestigious it's very it's grueling i i actually equate this this competition to a jealous lover it takes all of your time and <laughs> it uh, and it deserves everything so could you just tell us how did you become this this exceptional communicator that you are and uh, how did you get here Okay, well, thanks, Mark, and I appreciate being here on your podcast. I appreciate the invite, you know, from you and John. My journey started as far back as I can remember, you know, like the first public speaking opportunity uh, was in grade school, you know, and then that evolved into an interest in high school. You know, we had public speaking courses in high school, drama, and that all sort of snowballed into an interest in the performing arts. Okay. I really didn't think much more about the realm of public speaking until maybe seven or eight years ago at okay. Walt Disney World. This is where you currently work. Yes. And you've been there for quite Yeah, some over time. twenty years. Over yeah. twenty years. Okay. Yeah. okay. So they have at Walt Disney World not one but two possibly three clubs for okay. Toastmasters International. Okay. 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 And I came across a flyer for Toastmasters International World Toasters. Okay. Uh, back in 2009, late 2009. Wow, that's a while ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. So about yeah. 7 years ago. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. So I looked at the opportunity of going to a meeting. Mm-hmm. And so I called him up and I asked him I said, "What are, you know, the requirements?" If I show up, what's going to happen? And they said, and I stand by this with any Toastmasters meeting, just come and see it. Come and experience come it. Come and see it, yes. Right. yes There's, yes. It's not going to come to life until you actually come and participate and be a part of a meeting. That's right. And that's what it started for you. Um, that's how it started, yeah. Now, I know that you're a competitive speaker. Oh, yeah. And how did that um, spark in the environment of Toastmasters, and what have you learned in the competition? Because competition is tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I 
what I mean by that, it, it requires your total commitment, oh, full yes. commitment, because mm-hmm. you are a competitive person, right? I'll say that, you know, in competition, you know, just to clarify, Toastmasters International competition, it's really not me against you. You and I have been in contests together. We have been several But times. I have never, I've never considered <laughs> you a, an adversary. I consider you a friend. Yes. Yeah. You know? Very much. And so. that's really kind of the defining line with Toastmasters International competition yeah. is you look at it not from a I'm going to beat all of these people around me that I'm having the you know the in my estimation you know the privilege and honor of presenting with to an audience but it's more about you creating a relationship with the audience you are creating a bond you're creating and delivering a message that's right you know you're delivering a performance a presentation to that audience so it's more about you being the best that you can possibly be in the moment, in that particular moment, to deliver a message to an audience. It's not, i got to beat this guy or I have to beat her. No, it's not about that at all. You really come to respect... Yeah, you know, it the, takes the skill. You yeah, take the, you, you know, respect the skill of the other speakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the title of your podcast, you know, Speaking Brave. Yeah. You know, you have to be brave in order to get up and be in that kind of environment. And not only be in that environment, but thrive in that environment. Right. I get the sense that the biggest competition for you is yourself. Mm -hmm. Always. Overcoming that, Mm -hmm. can I really do this? Absolutely. Yeah, because you look at it and you're... The more that you do uh, Toastmasters International or any kind of public speaking, you're always going to be your best and worst critic. You're always going to look at, oh, I should have done this, or oh. But if you apply yourself, you get to a point where you put your best work out there and then let it be judged. You can tell that you've made a connection with the audience or you haven't made a connection. And if you haven't made a connection with the audience, the audience will let you know. You'll pick up on that almost immediately. So you have the opportunity to go back and examine your material, your message, rework it, and re-deliver it. This is an excellent point, Monterey. There, there comes a point in your life or in any presentation, you as a public speaker, where you fail to connect mm-hmm. with the audience. Those are the moments are the greatest moments of teaching. Oh, yes. Now, have, can you share with us what was the greatest teaching moment for you in your speaking career? Uh, maybe whatever it is, mm-hmm. if you are willing to share it, what was the moment that you were humbled and you thought, okay, I need to redo some things uh, or rework some things that really pushed you to look in the direction to get become better? What was that experience? Okay. That, that moment that you felt, man, I really put my heart and soul and something just didn't click, didn't connect. Can you tell us, be specific? Yeah, specifically the 2012 competition season in Toastmasters, okay. you know, in the spring and in the fall. Okay, 2012. 2012, okay. yeah. Okay. So, you know, go back in time to 2012. Mm-hmm. I had been competing for about, like, two years, had done well, had gone, you know, a certain amount of notoriety, you know, right. some wins, some losses, mm-hmm. you know, first and second places. But I felt something was missing. It was really... 
with the international speech contest, I didn't think I was really understanding what the international speech contest really was about okay. until I heard Rodney Brown deliver his speech, I Dare You. And I was blown away by that. I, he's a phenomenal... He's since moved, I believe, up into the Carolinas. Uh -huh. uh, but still, to this day, I, I maintain that that was the catalyst for me. I just sat there in awe of the speech that he delivered at the international... Uh, it was either area or division. I, I forget which one. But I, I just remember sitting there going, Oh my gosh, that's what I need to be doing. I, okay. I can do my style, mm -hmm. but I need to be able to have that kind of impact on an audience. So you found an inspiration in another mm -hmm. speaker. Absolutely. And you were able to craft your message mm -hmm. so you can connect better. Yeah, yeah, I understood more of what was needed for that. You know, the each one of our district competitions, international speech contest, table topics, evaluation that we just came out of mm -hmm. and humorous yes. each have a particular motivation a style a twist or angle of a flavor. twist or an angle yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. Know, with humorous you you're obviously going for humor yes. and being able to relate something to the audience evaluation you are examining a test speaker and trying to f give that individual the benefit of what you saw, what you heard, what you felt. That's right. Table topics, being in the moment to be that, you know, quick and make it look seamless. And right. here's a great answer to the question that's being asked of you. And then the international speech contest. Yeah. What I learned from Rodney Brown that day is it has to be a message that moves you. Moves you. Moves you, know, you when, in the audience. Yeah. yeah. When the message moves you truly, mm -hmm. you have a chance. Yep. You have a chance to move the audience. And not necessarily for them to buy something nope. or to do something, but rather maybe sow a seed mm -hmm. of thought, mm -hmm. an idea, yep. so their life will be changed in whatever way. Mm -hmm. right? I want to highlight this important because not a lot of listeners know what Toastmasters is. Right. Because it's this, okay. this podcast is broadcast all over the world, okay. also in the International Space Station. Oh, I did not know that, really. Well, that's what he says. So yeah, okay. If, if you're listening up in the International Space Station, hello. Yeah, good to see you. Yes. How's the view? Okay. I'm sure the view is good. Yeah. This is the first <laughs> podcast that's going to be broadcast in the International Space Station. This is it's one of my goals. Okay. Yes. And we're coming there. Okay. We're coming there. Very now, nice. not a lot of people know what Toastmasters is. Okay. So what are the benefits of entering the contest? And why should... Because what I want to... As we talk about this, yes, Toastmasters is an excellent program mm -hmm. for self-improvement, yes. for speakers and leaders. But what the lessons you have learned from competition, from Toastmasters that people in business can learn, like who give presentations on a regular basis, who need to convince others of something, what should they focus on when they have a message to prepare? Because a lot of people, they have butterflies in their stomach. Mm -hmm. they, they, they get anxious. They cannot sleep. They have nightmares. They cannot eat. And you have been giving presentations. Do you still get nervous? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, everything you described, it's all there every single time. The, you know, the anxiety, you know, the energy. And it's so, really, it's not so much about being nervous anymore. It's being able to recognize the nervousness 
as an opportunity to take that energy yes. and put it into your presentation. Okay. You know, you can't wait to get out there. So you you go the other way with it. You know, you're not avoiding it. You're actually looking forward to it. So you can't wait to get on stage. That's what I want because I want to mm-hmm. make sure that this podcast is extremely practical mm-hmm. uh, for the listeners. So yeah. if somebody who's not in a Toastmasters competition, but who has a presentation next week or tomorrow or mm-hmm. next year or next month, what things should I look within themselves? And I think you kind of you started on this. Okay, this is the connection you make with the audience, right? This mm-hmm. is the message. Now I like your idea, harnessing the energy because that is true. The energy is there. It is how cra- how skillful you are in redirecting the energy. Exactly. Now, I understand one of the things that I always like to say is nobody can travel life well alone. What, what kind of help and what kind of sources or mentors have you um, received or looked out for? What kind of help did you get to become the district champion three times in the last several years and do everything that you have accomplished to do? Okay, go back to 2012 again. Okay. That was the defining year for me where everything changed. Okay. Because watching Rodney Brown on stage deliver I Dare You <laughs> told me I need to re-examine my message. I need to have a message. It can't just be entertainment. It It has to to be... Yeah, yeah, there has to be a point. You have to be giving the audience something. A gift. A gift at the end of it. Jim Keyes, world champion Jim Keyes, says, when you speak, you give the audience a gift, and you know what? They're going to love it. That is probably one of the best... You know, if, if you are going to remember anything... When you go on stage, you're giving the audience a gift, and they're going to love it. You know, when you go to a birthday party, you come prepared. You have something that you know the person is going to love. You don't give them something that they are going to be lukewarm about. You don't show up with something that you haven't put any thought into. You have actually thought. You've wrapped it, and here it is. Wow. This you is open amazing. it up, yeah. and the you want to see the delight. You want to amaze and delight the audience with the gift that you're giving them. That is excellent analogy. Uh, I never thought of it this way. Right. It's, it's, I'm just expounding it's, it's, upon what yeah. Jim Keyes said. It's the same thing. You, but it does make yeah. sense. Yeah. You go to a birthday party. You mm-hmm. want them to love it. Mm-hmm. Now, because you have put their thought mm-hmm. into it, because you anticipate it. What the audience wants, right? Is that basically what it, what you're trying to say? Yeah, you have something for them. Mm-hmm. They may not know that they need it, but if you have done your homework, if you have worked on your message in such a way that you know that they will appreciate it mm-hmm. and they will embrace it, you're going to be okay. And that's really what it's all about. 2012 taught me that that I needed to change my tactics. I needed to be more than what I was at that moment. Mm-hmm. The nice thing, and for those of you who, you know, are listening to this and if you know, in previous podcasts you've explained Toastmasters International, you know, a worldwide organization dedicated to communication betterment and leadership betterment. To make people better at producing messages, producing speeches, to being, you know, competent leaders, you know, compassionate leaders. All of this is right there. And when people ask, the, and it happens, when, and you've had this happen to you as well, where at the top of your game, right at the pinnacle of your success, 
where you're standing there, you have won a competition. They say, how'd you do it? What's your secret? Yes, tell yeah. us. What is your secret, Matsu? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I always go, and I always give credit back. I, I say Toastmasters International, and they say what? It's not a book. It's not a CD. Give me the quick answer. There are no quick answers. It's dedication to the craft, it's and a craft. it starts at your local Toastmasters International Club meeting. Right. Everything you need is right there. Yeah. If you have paid your membership dues and you show up and you become involved in the meeting mm. you have everything you have opportunity and i always tell people the thing that you want out of anything in life beyond public speaking you know whatever your goals are you're looking for opportunity mm. if you're given the opportunity and you take it that's what you need. The people who say, well, I never get any breaks in life. I never, you know, nothing happens for me. I'm not getting it. Yeah. There's opportunity out there. Yes. Yeah. And in the realm of public speaking, it's right there in your weekly or bi-weekly Toastmasters meeting. It starts there. Yep. It starts, right? It, like, well, right? yeah, I, I would say that it could start, begin, and continue. <laughs> continue, yeah. 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 There, have, there is yeah. longevity to it because yeah. there are people who I know are working on like their third DTM. Yeah. And I ask, I say, what is the benefit of that? Mm -hmm. And they say, there's so much to know. I never stop learning. You never stop learning. And that to me, you know, you, you say, what's a humbling moment? To hear someone who has a triple DTM who keeps going back week after week and participates in their local Toastmasters meeting. I have to explain what DTM is. John, what is DTM? DTM. Stands for Distinguished... Toastmaster. It's the highest level of achievement that you can have in the educational program and leadership program of Toastmasters. It's a lot of work. It moves at the pace that you set for yourself, so you have to challenge yourself to want to achieve and accomplish. Mm -hmm. But receiving that distinction is special because what you've done is you have stuck with a program that has been proven to work for over 90 years. And through that program, some of our greatest speakers and leaders in this nation and this world's history have come through the very same process. Okay. They have educated themselves, they have applied themselves, they have overcome their fear of public speaking, and they have established themselves as individuals who lead, who coach, who mentor, who support, who believe in what they're doing and believe in the people that are part of their family. It's the most exciting thing yeah. you can do. Mm -hmm. I have two DTMs. I'm working on my third. Okay. And why? Because as Monty Ray cor correctly said, there is learning. so much more yeah. that I can learn. That's so right. much more that I can contribute. Yeah. And it begins at my home club with the people there. Because right. I learn from them even if they're brand new Toastmasters. You learn I from learn everyone. learn from everyone. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I love Toastmasters, uh, Monterey and John. I love it because it, now there are two it other changes. There are two other explanations of DTM. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us. Uh, DTM also stands for does talk more. And that's true about me. Mm -hmm. I do talk more because I have a problem with shutting up. So therefore, I always go over time. So DTM <laughs> also stands for don't time me. Okay. We will not time you. And thank you for bringing clarity. To yeah. this discussion. That was excellent, John. The, I appreciate that. As an executive producer, clarity is an important part of my job. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Toastmasters is great. And especially... It is. Uh, the contest... I don't know if you agree with this. Let me share this with you and with mm -hmm. you, John. The contest that 
Toastmasters runs worldwide, the one that I'm attracted to is International Speech Contest because it has the potential to take you very far in all the levels. You can end up on the end on the world stage and you mm-hmm. can achieve the highest accolades in the Toastmasters universe. Yes. What I really like about Toastmasters contest is that it's a it's a accelerated laboratory for learning. Mm-hmm. Because in order now that you're a competitor, you see, okay, so this is the requirements of the contest. Whatever your message is, whatever your idea is, you have to compress it mm-hmm. to seven minutes. Yep. Because that's the time restraints. Without restraints, it's great to live, but I think restraints cre- allows for more creativity and allows for you for your output to mm-hmm. be better, to be more effective. So whatever your message is, if you can say it in seven minutes, you'll be great. That means you can hopefully say it in 18 minutes when you're doing TEDx talks or, you, you know, the TED, TED talks mm-hmm. that changing the public speaking landscape. But the contest allows you to compress, condense, and to create a compelling message. And it also, you can test in real time through other Toastmasters what works and what doesn't work. And for me, that's the juice. Do you agree with that or what would you like to add? No, I totally agree with that because... Everything that you need is in that Toastmasters meeting. You have opportunity to speak, opportunity to evaluate, and you get it all in the same meeting. If you present, you're going to hear an evaluation in that same meeting, right then, right now. If it's an advanced Toastmasters club, not one evaluator, but many. Every single person in the club has the opportunity to evaluate and give you feedback. And it's constructive feedback. Some people shy away from the term constructive feedback because they read between the lines and they think, ah, ha, 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 that's negative, negative, they don't like me. No. No, that's not true. (laughs) That is not true. Yeah, I have never been to any Toastmasters meeting where I've ever seen anybody torn down to the state of tears. It has always been building. You know, this is how we can build this speech. And if the person is truly in the moment and takes the evaluation seriously, they can take those critiques, take the speech that they have just presented, make the necessary corrections, and come back. Okay. I know this to be true because it's happened to me. I know. And I, I respect your mm-hmm. craft, yeah. Montserrat, and I respect Thank you. you. But it's the building. Yeah. It's yeah. really not one person's speech at that yeah. point. It is many. You know, the speech oh, that we Tell did. us more about this, uh, how it's many speeches. It's tell many us, speeches. Tell, tell yeah, because you'll deliver a speech and someone will say, if this were different, if you took this intro and added this, or that line is really unclear. It okay. needs to be, you need to bring clarity to this statement. You know, this is running really long, but you need to go back to your content and edit, to your point, X amount of minutes out of it. Because in a competition, as mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if you go over 7.30, you're out. It doesn't matter at that point if you have delivered the world's best speech ever, <laughs> you're yeah. disqualified. Yeah. yeah. Nobody cares. So it teaches us, you know, uh, restraint. Mm-hmm. And focus. Yeah. You know, what is truly important in this message? What can I do without? Mm-hmm. You know, we have planes, we have cars that, you know, have incredible accessories. Mm-hmm. But if you strip away the accessories, 
What you're left with is a machine that gets you from here to here. And a speech is much like that. Like a machine? Like a car, like a plane, like anything that has, you know, extra things on it, which are nice, but you can do without it. Is it important for what you need it for? You know, a a car metaphor, you know, needs to get you from here to here safely. Yes. So does it need... Give me, give me something navigation. 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 Do you need a GPS? Ma- do you yeah. need a massage uh, feature? In yeah, your exactly. Yeah. Or, or the... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah. they do have Does that. it need cup holders? Does yeah. it, does it, yeah, you could strip all of that away. Magne- magnetic doors. Magnetic does doors, it, yeah. It, Self-start. Yeah. yeah. All of these features, you know, wonderful as they are and great, but do you need it to get from here to here? No. Yeah. Probably that, not. And that's really that's what happens Probably. when you're doing a speech is yeah. you have to take things off because you it's, gain it, yeah. it keeps you to time. You're delivering the message yeah. and you're delivering what needs to be said. Yes. The extra stuff, that's nice. If you get a TED talk and you can expound upon yeah. it, fantastic. Add it back in. I love it. I love this. And this is why I love talking to you, Monterey. Every you. time I have a chance to interact with you, I learn. Not only that, I also learned ideas for books that I'm writing. Thank, thank you, Monty. Right? Yeah, it's, okay. it's coming in the future. So I, it, it's, it's in development. So it, it, Very good. Congratulations. It, it, yes, and I'll announce that. Of course, you get the credit for the idea. Which, oh. uh, which you have, you, <laughs> it's you, a freebie. You have sparked <laughs> into, spark into my head. I have to inject myself yes, here for just a please, second. Please, John. Monty Ray started a streak for me. And this, I'll try to tighten it as much as possible. <laughs> If you understand the process of in the international speech contest that you start at your club, you must yeah. excel at your club. Mm-hmm. You go to area, you must excel at area. And then you have to go to division where the competition becomes even more extraordinary and you must excel there because only then can you be on the district stage. And only by winning on the district stage can you then go to the international stage and compete. This is only the case with the international speech contest. That's not the case with That's evaluation, right. no. table topics, or humorous. My problem for me, and I'm just going to say this because I find it humorous, but it also I find it encouraging. As a speaker, I love to compete as well. Monty Ray knows that because we've competed against each other in contests yes. before, or we've competed on the same stage. It really wasn't with each other because, again, as I said, we're competing really with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Are we really primed to give it our very, very best? Yes. And I remember the... I don't remember. I think it was still Division E at the time mm-hmm. that you and I were competing, and we were over at one of the businesses over close to Orlando. And I gave a speech, which was one of my very favorite speeches of all time. And Monty Ray gave one. And one thing I liked about it is I was hungry because when he was finished, I really <laughs> wanted an ice cream sundae. No, <laughs> because he said they're sprinkling you know things on it and talking right. about loser. Yeah. And, but Monty Ray, Monty Ray won with that speech, and then Monty Ray turned up at the district competition where he won and then he went to international mm-hmm. and he got through the semis and actually was in the finals with the top 10. Yeah, top 10 okay, in the world. Okay, so there I mm-hmm. was. Yeah. I was the runner-up to a guy that went to the world championship of public mm-hmm. speaking. Okay, lo and behold, the next year, here comes Sally Shaw. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm again on the stage doing my mm-hmm. favorite thing. And what do I wind up doing? I wind up being runner-up to Sally Shaw. Mm-hmm. And she goes to Malaysia right. where she speaks it in their competition the over there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, of course, the next year, I was an officer, so I wasn't involved in the competition. And Mark won, and he gets to go, and he goes to Vegas. And there's still some of him left there, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. But at the end of it all, it occurred to me, 
spin this around. Competition is great, but an international speech, world champion of public speaking, is one-time thing for an individual. And Toastmasters has been around for what? Just over 90 years? Mm -hmm. So how many world champions of public speaking do we have in relationship to the number of people that are active in Toastmasters or today, of, mm -hmm. or have been active, today we have over 330,000 Toastmasters worldwide. To reach that pinnacle is important, but what I think we should get from it, if you can stand on the same stage and know without a shadow of a doubt that you gave your best, then you can walk away with a smile on your face because nothing you did on that platform went for no avail. Yeah. You left a memorable message. Mm -hmm. You accomplished something you thought one time in your life you couldn't do. And this is the difference between taking a class on public speaking and being in an environment that is non-threatening, that is encouraging, that is nurturing, that builds you up builds and you says... Up. The only thing that will limit you is if you limit yourself. Because we won't limit you. We're going to be your biggest cheering section. Exactly. That's what I was able to find Toastmasters. And mm -hmm. that's what I found in you, Monterey. Do you remember? You, you were my coach oh, last yeah. year. Yeah, you and yeah. Sally Shaw. And you mm -hmm. have spent, um, what, hours, mm -hmm. weeks, mm -hmm. months with me trying to bring out the best and for that, Mantra, I'm forever grateful right, for your you. guidance and Absolutely. your generosity. I know this may be broadcast broadly, but Mantra is, is one of the best coaches I ever had. Oh, well, thank you very much. And it stems from a, a wanting to pay it forward. Yes. Because I felt that in 2012 going into 2013, I had a lot of people Help. helping me within our district of 84, yeah. Yeah, which I define and still you know, Bragg is probably one of the finest districts Absolutely. in the Toastmasters uh, organization. You think about the number of talented people we have, and you see it in every competition. You know, club level, area, division, district. We bring it. I mean, we have some of the best people out there, and that's what makes District 84 unique and a pleasure to be a part of mm -hmm. because it is a network that's based on support. There's over there's 96 districts in the world. Okay, we're one of them. Just, the this is for the, of course. <laughs> this is this is for the audience because I yeah. want to make sure. Right. Not not everyone in the audience is a Toastmaster. Right. Um, convert. Okay. Like you and John and I. But they will be. <laughs> but clearly, <laughs> after this podcast, everyone, please. Go, go Google it, your local Toastmasters club, wherever you live. Mm -hmm. There's one in every state. There's one in almost every country. Right. Uh, and and, and they, if there isn't, make one. Make one. <laughs> now, I have final two questions because we're coming okay. up to the end of it. And this, this, this has been a great interview. Oh, okay. I learned so much. And, John, have you learned some things as well? I always learn when I'm sitting with Monty. Monty <laughs> Ray is the legend. He's the engine of knowledge in public speaking. So... Two questions. Okay. One, what is next for you? What is next for you in public speaking? Within Toastmasters, outside of Toastmasters, what are your goals? How can people reach out to you if they want to work with you? Or if you have something that they want a piece of Monterey in their life? 
this is one thing. And then I have one final question for you. Go ahead. Okay. So to answer your question, yes. what's next for me? I have been working since last summer on international yes. speech for the spring competition for 2017. So yeah, every day, you know, every it's a, an idea to have been... So close. Yeah. Well, yeah, to be, I, I look at it so close, but to actually have stood on the mountain with eight of the best public speakers on the planet, wow. you see things differently after that. You can't help but be changed by the experience wow. because to be at that altitude, you see a whole limitless horizon of what possibilities. Do you, what do you think? What did you think? Be most what that, there is, that there's nothing that can stop you. That if you can go this far, you can go all the way. In other areas of life. All areas. It's not just public no, speaking. not it's, just public speaking. It's confidence that, mm -hmm. that, that says, okay. Unbelievable. For, yeah. for the longest time, maybe decades or years, I always felt myself of not enough or inadequate mm -hmm. or something is holding you back. But mm -hmm. once you discover within yourself how far you can go and you see, huh, you think to yourself, okay, I've done this, now... I'm gonna do this exactly, and you you take the step. You speak brave, mm -hmm. you take the courage, and you nice speak up. In. That's what it is. <laughs> so that's what you have learned. That's what I've learned. So a limitless next? horizon, and so your you? okay, yeah, and a limitless uh, persistence of being able to come back time and time again. If you don't make it, keep coming back. Keep coming back. Keep coming back. Keep coming do back. Do not because I, I think you were alluding to it, John. When you stop, that's when it's over for you. That's when it's, you lose. It's like, when you, yeah. you know, the only person that limits you is you. You said that. And I believe in that animately, that you have untapped potential. And when you tell yourself that you can't do it, that's when everything shuts down. But if you say, okay, I didn't get it this time, I'm going to keep going. I'm yeah. going to come back. I'm going to do it again. What can I learn from this? The mistakes, the failures, you take all of that, you internalize it. You take what you can... Was internalized to be better next time. To be better, yeah. To, be yeah. to what say, what is lacking yet. in me that I need to change? Yes. And if you're brave enough, then you change it. Then you're brave. Yeah, yes. and then you move forward. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot I, of times, we, you know, our egos get in the way, and we say, well, they just didn't get me. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> well, the maybe, more, well yeah. I think it's, it's, it's in your mind. It, it is in your mind. You yeah. have to get over it. Mm -hmm. You have to cry yeah. a little bit. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. scream into a pillow. Do whatever you whatever need to do is. to get over it, and then come back. You know, learn your lesson and come back. Monterey, how can okay. how can your fans reach out to you? How can it be found? Do you have something? Well, he's right here. I can touch him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> through this podcast. How okay. about that? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, if you need to reach me in any any way, for, you know, in the realm of public speaking, reach out to Mark Guy and John Morrow through okay. Speaking Brave. Perfect. My I, love, I love this podcast. This, we'll, we'll do it again. We will do we'll, this. We'll again. do it again yeah. because I think we just started. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of more information that mm -hmm. is pent up. The reason I can say this, Monterey, because we worked very closely mm -hmm. on the business and the craft of mm -hmm. public speaking. And it is. In, 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 a, in a depth that I could never have reached myself if I didn't have you and also Sally Shaw, right. which we're going to invite her as well. Oh, yeah. We, we, we need gonna, Sally on this. We, we're going to have a party. She's great. She, she's amazing. Monterey, thank you. Thank I you. love being part of this podcast. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. And My thank pleasure. everyone. This, is, this has been Speak Brave Podcast. Reach out to me. Uh, it's available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and everywhere music is sold and heard. 
subscribe for free, reach out, and I'll see you next time. And don't forget to speak brave.